When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you are texting back and forth and you say, okay, he seems normal. Um, he's using punctuation. And now he's actually asked me out and not just looking for a pen pal. This is all great. But let me suggest a phone call and speak with him for five minutes. Hey, thanks for listening to We're Momming today. If you're listening on a smart speaker or website, make sure to find me, Lauren Simonetti, on your favorite podcast platform like Apple Podcasts, Google, TuneIn, and Stitcher. And don't forget to leave me a review. We're momming today with Amy Laurent, celebrity matchmaker and relationship expert, also author of, okay, it's a big title, we're going to get into it, Eight Weeks to Everlasting, How to Get and Keep the Guy You Really Want. Correct. Okay. All right. Amy, welcome. Hi. Good wow. Uh, dating in 2020. What's that like? Oh, it's a whole mishmash. <laughs> and <laughs> but it's good. It's good. It's it's a necessary thing. <laughs> what do men and women want? Oftentimes perfection. Um, I'm joking. Um, I think that, you know, men and women want a best friend. They want a lover. They want someone they're attracted to. And someone that has their back and that they enjoy living life with. Uh, life is short. So you want you want your your partner, your buddy with you. Average that, age of the clients that you match. Or I should say the average age of of the paid the paying clients. The paying that you clients. Match. Yes. So the paying clients tend to be thirties, forties, fifties, sixties. So they have kids. They have, you know, Some, yes. established lives already. Yes. Yes. How do the kids weigh into those decisions on who they're going to date? Because I know I'm talking to a lot of moms out there who are saying, okay, I'm now single. Yes. How, what, what do I do? So there is one theory. Um, clients will explain that they enjoy dating someone who also is a parent because they feel that other parents will understand. Now, there's no such thing as absolute in life. So someone that says, well, I, I don't want to date someone that never had children because then if last minute I have to change plans because I have to take them to soccer, this person's going to get angry. Yes, there are cases where a person that has never had children, they can't relate as well. But I've seen relationships uh, with that combination that work very well. Me too, actually. Yes. So it depends on the communication style. And some people, just because they haven't had kids, doesn't mean they don't understand. But I, I do find that oftentimes uh, women find it easier that, hey, a guy with a kid of similar age or whatnot, they're, they're going to get it. Mm -hmm. I, I would advise, you know, any woman obviously – Never to introduce uh, a person early on until you get past the honeymoon stage. And obviously, how do you know when you're past the honeymoon oh, stage? You're past the honeymoon stage when there's a problem, a disagreement, 
a misunderstanding, a fight that <laughs> happens, and then you you work it out together. If you are going six months and everything's, oh, my God, he's amazing and, you know, the sex is good and everything's dandy, well, um, that's a honeymoon phase and that's okay. But Do they last forever? I mean, have you met those perfect couples where there might be some hiccups, but that honeymoon phase seems to always last forever? Just say no. Just say no. Well, I mean, <laughs> listen, feel better. listen, if we're talking about sexual chemistry and having fun and enjoying each other's company, yeah, we want that phase to last. But within that phase through life, there's going to be problems, disagreements, and it's how you respect each other and handle it. So if the honeymoon phase, yes, can last a lifetime, but that's not without another phase being mixed in. So there is no such thing as just honeymoon phase and the only phase straight through. That doesn't exist. Got it. When you work with women who are newly separated, newly single, newly divorced, how's their confidence? Are they kind of nervous? Oh, it's been so long. I, I, I don't look like I used to look like 20 years ago, whatever. Or are they extremely just excited to get out there again? I would say a little bit of both, both. Yeah. which is totally natural. Um You know, and by the way, ladies, even your counterparts on the date, uh, men that are separated, newly divorced, guess what? Uh, They have those feelings, too. Oh, gee, the last time. Yes. And I'm the person who knows that. They tell me these things. And there are men, hey, I've been married, you know, for 15, 20 years. Gee, Amy, the last time I was on a date was, you know, I wasn't dating while I was married. I missed this whole smartphone thing. What's yeah, hinged? And, what? is, and is the etiquette different nowadays? She doesn't want me to call because I call on the phone. But, oh, yeah. Amy, I'm so confused because this woman, all she wants to do is text. Ah. It, can, it can confuse people. <laughs> oh, we, got, we have to talk about that. Okay. <laughs> all right. So you've met someone, however, and you have each other's phone numbers and you're messaging, you're messaging, you're messaging. At what point? Are you supposed to actually, like, hear their voice? Okay. How does this work? Well, like I said, there's no absolutes. <laughs> I, I, and you know that. I prefer that, um, you know, the guy offers for the phone call. But I have to say, there's so many times, and men, by the way, men don't have it easy. They, they're trying to read us mm-hmm. and what we want, and it can be very confusing to them. Um, for men that have offered to call a woman. So you have to offer to call. You have to ask on yes. text message if I can yes. call. Yes. Wait, so it would I'd be lo- weird if you just got on the phone and called someone out of nowhere. Some women, That's a red flag. Some women go, oh, my God, why is he calling? I texted him. We're <laughs> meeting on Friday at 5 o'clock. Why is he calling me? And by huh. the way, then the man gets shot down or the girl's like, oh, my gosh, I saw that you because she's texting this. I saw that you called. I'm just so busy at work. I'm so sorry I didn't have time to pick up. I'll see you Friday. And then the guy's going, oh, okay, so women don't want the call anymore. They just want to text. So then men end up really confused. So what's the answer? Do we want the call? Some women do. Some women don't. Got it. I I think it's polite for men, especially, hey, they're traditional, they're old school. Um, Bring it up. Ask if it's okay if I call you. Is it okay if I call you? I'd love to chit-chat before we meet. You know, and I think women should really welcome that yes. call or maybe make it themselves because if you have not met yet, you might be saving yourself one good outfit. 
yes. one like makeup application and big hairdo because Correct. you can tell on a phone if you like that person more so than their profile. Yes. And I think that is in particular if we're talking about online dating. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, I like the man to make the first move <laughs> and initiate. But if you're a woman and online dating, we're talking about the Wild West here. So we have to be in control mm-hmm. and be smart and do our screening. So um, to your point, if you are texting back and forth and you say, okay, he seems normal, um, he's using punctuation, and now he's <laughs> actually asked me out and not just looking for a pen pal, this is all great. But let me suggest a phone call and speak with him for five minutes. That can be on the woman's side suggestion when it comes to online dating. You are getting on the phone for five minutes, not to prove you can have the best phone call of your life for five minutes. It is really there as a safety net for, you know, let's say everything seems normal. You get on the phone with the guy and the guy has the strangest personality. Or the weirdest voice. Or the weirdest (laughs) voice that you're like, oh, I adore you, man. But no matter what, I know this isn't going to lead to a relationship. Or or someone, you know, you can speak to and, and realize in five minutes, wow, you know, this person is has a very angry, negative uh, lens that they live life in. And, you know, you quietly, um, you know, not go out on that date and mention you can't make it. That way you save yourself from a ton of really not right online dates. That can be very exhausting. Hold that thought. We're going to have more momming right after this. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services. Marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now, you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you. It's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know... You're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. Let's continue the conversation. What advice would you give Um, to men and women, mothers and fathers, when they're going to, when they feel ready to introduce the new someone to their children. Right. So involve your ex-spouse. Really? Involve them. Um, An understanding needs to be reached and a respect between the woman, the mother, and the father of when we will agree um, that that is a possibility that could happen mm-hmm. and how we want to 
talk to our children ahead of time. How are we going to introduce that person? Are you going to take your then boyfriend and it's agreed upon? You'll say, okay, mommy has a friend. I want you to meet my friend. This really needs to be discussed and included with the father and vice versa. Right. Now, how often, you know, sometimes when one partner moves on before the other, the partner who hasn't moved on isn't ready to have their kids meet. Yes. This, the new, the new fling relationship. Yes. That can't go over well. They're not ready for the kids to meet and they're not ready to even accept, consider that he's, yeah. So there's an interesting book on that. Uh, a lot of people have heard about it, uh, Unconscious Uncoupling or Conscious Uncoupling. Mm-hmm. Um, and that really, I mean, that's a very, very painful scenario. And, it, and of course, we can joke about it because it is sort of true. It's like, Nobody wants to be every. No one wants to be the person that hasn't found the person yet. You want to be the first one. It just makes you feel better. Um, but at the end of the day, we all have to remember: just because your ex partner has found someone, let's be honest. Some people um, handle trauma in in different ways, and who's to say that that person didn't go out and find a band aid? Or go out. It's it's not a race. It's not like, oh, I want to be the first one to find someone to date. Who's saying that that's actually the right person or mm-hmm. the happy relationship? So we don't we want to be very careful of comparing who finds it first. But it's a very natural thing to not feel great when yeah. when you're the last person. Um, but I but I do believe that um, you know honeymoon phases last for about. Four to six months to eight months, it can last a little bit longer than that. What you want to be really careful of is assuming after four, five, six months that, okay, there hasn't been hiccups. We're still, everything's great. This is the time to introduce to the kids. Um, Because oftentimes right at the six months mark, you might see something happen where you go, oh, this is why you wait. You know what? I'm seeing some things I didn't see before, and I've got to really think if this person is long-term for me. So You're cautious. Picture that scenario of already having introduced your kids. Oh, we're hanging out now. We're doing this and that. Relationship ends in six months. Now you're dating somebody else. You're so introducing- you're, you're saying wait a year. With, we were saying without saying that you Correct. should wait a year. Correct. Because it scares people. Oh, my God, I have to wait a year. But let's also consider the age of the children, okay? So that's going to reflect the younger your children are, the longer you wait. This is interesting. Yeah. But it's important. It's you. for your I agree kids. With you. It's for your. Imagine if we can imagine ourselves as children, right? We. Yeah. I think that when you're dealing with kids, sometimes you have to try to remember and put yourself in their shoes. Um, you don't want to meet mommy's new guy friend, you know, every six months. I don't think it's fair. And especially if the kids are younger, let's wait a little bit of more substantial time until we're a little bit more sure. And then at what point should the kids of both partners meet each other? (laughs) Right. You know, it's so interesting because I find, uh, the double-edged sword with people that so many men and women sometimes say, well, I would love to date 
um, a parent because I feel they can relate um, as a parent. But then they get scared and go, oh, but wouldn't it be easier to date someone that didn't have kids? What if we like each other and then uh, bonding these families? I'm worried my kids are going to feel they're replaced. So so that's kind of like an interesting double-edged sword in dating and what people um, prefer. But listen, at the end of the day, you see plenty of examples of kids that really process things. They go through the pace correctly. Kids, I think therapy sometimes is very important uh, for mom and dad to sit as a team and communicate. And even if you don't like that person who who they're dating or they don't like, you don't show that in, in front of the kids. It's Everything needs to be thought of long-term uh, for the kids, whether you like something kids or someone first. or not. Got it. It doesn't matter if you like them or not. You're an adult. And if this person is in love, you're not changing it. If they've waited the appropriate time, I'm sorry you don't like that person, but it's no longer about that. That person, if they're bringing them in and they're going to be a real part of their lives and thus your kid's life, you better get on board and do this properly. You've been matchmaking for 15 years. Correct. How have women changed in 15 years? <laughs> um, I would say that women feel that they are more in control than ever. They have a say. I'm still very old school when it comes to who does the asking out. Um, I'm a big believer uh, if it's an official date. Um, and early on, the first and second date, I'm a believer personally that women shouldn't pay. Um, I do see nowadays more and more women offering to split the bill. But let me just chime in here. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I happen to agree with you, probably because we're similar ages. Well, well thank God. However, <laughs> however. Because some I'm, people don't. <laughs> well, that, and that was my question. Yes. Do some women or yeah. men say, Amy, what are you smoking? I'm not going to pay the whole bill or... I why does the men have to? My clients, my male you know, clients wouldn't be so approach dumb. Approach me. Are, are people like, come on, Amy, it's 2020. Um, no, I've actually had some women say that. And in fact, I have a wonderful girlfriend. Uh, we've been friends since I was 24. So she knows all of my secrets. I'm just kidding, but not. Um, but she um, she teaches etiquette. Um, she gives etiquette classes and she asked me to join in to give a speech at one of these classes. So I was going through my spiel and of course I went to the part of etiquette about who pays at the end of the date and her jaw, I mean, we are just very opposing, completely opposite views. And her view is this is 2020. Women are now making a living um, we want to, you know, be respected. And my philosophy is, oh, we're going to be respected. And yes, this is 2020. But this is an official date. I'm wearing a skirt. You asked me out and I want to be treated like lady. This is a date. And you know what? When that waitress puts the bill on the table, and of course, why does the waitress lean it towards the man? It doesn't mean we're weak. It doesn't mean because someone opens a door for me that I should be insulted, right? Um, that to me is insecurity. It's gender insecurity, right? Um, I'm fully secure with being treated like a lady and I'm going to take names and you know what? But it's an official date. It's so important to be gracious and really look that person in the eye and say, you know what? I really appreciate this. This was a wonderful dinner. 
thank you. And I always do that gesture where women are like, I feel so uncomfortable. I was brought up to fight for the bill. And I've done that too with girlfriends. Like you always fight. Oh, no, no, no. Let me get it. And and women have that urge on the date because it's yeah, like a I mean, reflex. People usually, my friends usually say, and I used to, you have to at least offer. Yes. Like it's just this really weird right? moment. I always preferred if the guy just took it off the table right away. So then right. it became like I a non-issue. Like, and, and men that say, uh-uh-uh, thank you, thank you, but there's no way right. I am letting but you. Th- does that actually still happen? It does still happen, but I'm thinking of a date that um, where the woman came back and said, you know, I had a nice time. You know what, Amy, I've got to tell you something. Something bothered me at the end of the date. The bill came. And I offered to pay for half. And my client, her date, said, oh, no, that's okay. And she said, let me just at least pay the tip, right? That's something ingrained as a polite thing. Um, and then he said, okay, hmm. which which she to her shock, she's like, oh, I wasn't I was expecting him to fight a little bit more. <laughs> Right. Well, and and she was turned off by that. I would be turned off by that. But I said, what are you doing by even offering? It's a date. And she goes, I, I felt bad. But he might have thought, I don't think men know what to do. No, right but now. that to me. That he needed to let her pay because it's 2020 and, you know, like women support uh, themselves. I think men should know better than that. I think, um, listen, for you to only negate that one time and then you say, OK, was wrong. Uh, so you said that to your client yes, at the end. And the male. he said what to you? And he said, oh, well, I didn't know. I thought, but honestly, I don't know. I I don't even know if I want to say this out loud, but <laughs> you probably know what I'm thinking. I thought it was a little cheap anyway to begin with. His nature is a little bit cheap. Okay. And to just accept it so quickly. But I had coaching for her and I said, what were you doing asking? And she said, well... Uh, this is ingrained in me as a polite thing. I felt uncomfortable. And I said, I get that. I That's how I was brought up. But you need a moment that replaces something to do instead at that moment when the waitress slides the bill. You just need an action. So instead of going, oh, should I pay for half? Should I pay for the t- I could pay the tip. You make that movement and go, thank you so By much. By putting your hand on his or on the or check. on the table or on the check, and if you feel comfortable enough, like on his hand. But sometimes you're sitting across from each other, and maybe it's not that kind of date where you're like, oh. So, but on you lean forward, like with sincerity, and say, "Thank you so much," and just put your hand on the table mm-hmm. and lean forward and say, "This was really nice. I really appreciate this. The, Thank you so much." The, as you're saying all this, Amy, I'm thinking about a lot of people telling me, "Oh, you don't do dinner anymore on dates. At least not in the beginning. It's like, well, meet for coffee or like a quick drink. I call those drive-bys. Drive-bys. Okay. Yeah. So, how does the paying work on drive-bys? Oh, paying clients and in the matchmaker realm, um, these are screened, well thought out, uh, strategically put together dates. You don't do drive-bys on these dates, and neither party wants to because they're that interested okay. about hearing so much about a person and understanding, yeah, this is a quality person I want to meet. When you're online, no one's vetting for You don't have a middle person going, let me give you the scoop. Okay, so, so let's online, say we don't have you. 
Okay. What's what would you suggest for a drive by that you're getting because you're on all the dating apps? So I'm not going to fault anyone doing dating apps. I'm not going to fault you if you're doing drive bys because I love the lingo. You know, you do you do the best you can. Um, I know that some people disagree with me on this, but if you've done the appropriate screening, um, you've done your five minute phone call. And by the way, it's all in the delivery. But I believe women should ask. Uh, for the gentleman's full name. Hmm. By the way, you are a woman going out to meet a man. Any man who would be offended um, by you asking for his last name, thinking, oh, what does she want to look me up and all this? Someone that is hesitant or reluctant to give it, forget it. If if someone's not gentleman enough and you you say, oh, I would love to, um, you know, speak with you. Maybe we can have a call. Um, you know, I'm looking forward to meeting. By the way, it's just, you know, um, a safety thing. Or, by the way, it's not personal, but I do like to know who I'm going out with. Mm-hmm. Do you mind if I ask you for your full name? And... I've heard it both ways that some men are completely upset and turned off by it. And other men are like, of course. By the way, I want to tell all the women out there a very, very useful app. (laughs) So sometimes before you even plan the call. Oh, boy. um, You can say to a gentleman that you're speaking with on an app. Oh, by the way, um, I'd love to speak. Maybe we should, because I don't log on here every day, so I don't want to be delayed in getting back to you. Maybe let's text direct and plan to speak. What is your number? So then they give you their number. And now I have found the best (laughs) app online, and it's free. And it's 80% foolproof. I've tested it. I know what you're going to (laughs) say. So it's called Online Reverse Lookup. And the icon... Oh, no, I wasn't expecting that. Yes. Okay. The icon is a navy blue box with a white phone in the middle that says reverse. That's what the icon of the app looks like. And it's called Online Reverse Lookup. It's completely free. It's an app that you download. You open the app and you type in someone's number and press lookup. And it will tell you their first and last name. And they get this um, even from unknown. If someone calls you from an unknown, if you have what their number is, you can type it in here. And they basically get this information from third-party sources. Mm -hmm. Um, If you pay your bill by credit card or cable Mm -hmm. and phone company, 80% success rate of their full name showing up. So – Maybe you look up the guy and go, oh, I already know I don't like him. I there, I don't need to do the five-minute call. So yeah. get the app. It's and great. your success rate is what? <laughs> so my success rate, <laughs> um, I, you, I look at success as, you know, people going on hold for relationships. So I actually, um, yes, I'm in the business of marriage and, and engagements, but really I'm predominantly in the business of relationships and whether that relationship that I have found for you works out, that's up to you too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so I, I look at it, I'm in the business of relationships. So it's about an 85% success rate within the first three months that incoming new newer clients are going on hold to be in an exclusive relationship. And that to me is already successful, that I'm putting the right people in front of you for you to even want to consider a relationship with someone. 
Amy Lawrence. Thank you. Thank you. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.